Good afternoon, Lafayette. This is Joe Cunningham here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation or send a message to the KPL app chat. Got a lot to talk about today. Going to be a very local day. Uh, some local news I want to get into, but first, uh, we've got Trooper Thomas Gosson on the line. Now, uh, Trooper, uh, Trooper Thomas, I know we've got some issues in I-10. I think it's westbound in the Bro Bridge area right now. What have you got for us? Yeah, it is the Bro. Well, it's 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 west of the Bro Bridge area, so it's at mile marker 106. Okay. Louisiana Avenue is 104. That gives you a, a bearing. The okay. uh, scales are around 108. So it's in that area. Right now what you see is that traffic flowing is just we're trying to flush out the vehicles that were caught behind this crash. It is a single vehicle crash involving a, a commercial vehicle that went off into the trees. Mm-hmm. It is engulfed in flames or, or did, did burst into flames. So as of right now, we're, we're, we're expecting this to be a fatal crash. Uh, we are asking people to divert at the Bro Bridge. So Bro Bridge Police Department are diverting onto LA uh, 328. Okay. Uh, if you have a way around that, I would certainly suggest if you're coming from Baton Rouge area, Henderson, that area, to divert out. Uh, obviously, a lot of the surface streets are going to be backed up. So the, the farther south or north you can go, the better. Um, but, yeah, expect delays for sure. Uh, we have crews out there that are working to clear it up. But, you know, it's it's somewhat of a slow process, especially with a fatal involved. Mm-hmm. Now we have to do things like that. Yeah. So it's a process. Um, so you said commercial vehicle. We're not looking at hazmat or anything right like that, right? No, no, not at all. Thanks for asking. No, no hazmat involved at all. Uh, it's just a, a ruptured saddle tank, which is the, the, the diesel tank on the side, right. which caused the, the fire to begin with. So, uh, no, no hazmat, no, no, you know, extended, um, you know, affection of any surrounding areas. It's just that traffic in that area is going to be certainly affected. Okay. Awesome. Thank you very much for letting us know. Trooper Thomas Gossin, um, again, so again... That's uh, that's 106. And uh, where are you guys wanting uh, traffic to divert to if they're coming? They're coming westbound from Baton Rouge, from the Henderson area. Uh, I think I saw the last update I saw was we're looking at congestion that might be a couple miles long in the area. Where's the best place to divert again before you get to that uh, crash site? Yeah, there are areas you can get onto in Henderson and kind of go north-south, kind of around that area. Mm-hmm. But again, you're going to have to come all the way into Lafayette. If you can get to the 104 Louisiana Avenue, Pont de Mouton, that area, you're, you're, you've gone around the traffic. But if you, they're diverting right now at LA 328, which is the Bro Bridge exit, mm-hmm. which obviously, as you can imagine, is causing some some pretty serious backups in the Bro Bridge city limits. So if you can find a way around that using your you know maps apps and things like that, by all means, do so. All right. And uh, before I let you go, uh, it is a subject that, that, you know, you and I have talked about a lot. I know you talk about it on Acadiana's Morning News a lot. Uh, Just fatal crashes in general. I know that that we're seeing, I think, some higher rates than normal Uh, in in your area right now. What are we looking at as far as fatal accident wise and what can people be doing, especially in these afternoon drive times to really try to avoid uh, some of those incidents? Well, I tell you, Joe, I, I really could kick myself right now because yesterday I made the statement of, man, I haven't had a fatal crash in a, a good while, several, several weeks. Um, and unfortunately, you know, this it always comes back to bite you. Unfortunately, this is what we're dealing with right now. It, this is going to be number 39 for the year. Mm-hmm. Right now, statewide, we're actually below what we were last year at this point statewide. So hopefully we can continue that downward trend. But, you know, you know, one is too much, especially when we look at the, 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 the factors in a lot of these crashes where lack of seatbelt usage is a factor, speeding is a factor, impairment is certainly a huge factor in many of these cases. And when you look at all those, 
it's certainly preventable. So let, we need to kind of keep that in mind and try to prevent this as much as we can. Awesome. Trooper Thomas Gosson with Louisiana State Police, thank you very much for calling in and giving us that update. Hey, thanks for the time, Joe. Appreciate you. All right, you have a good one. Let's go ahead, folks. Um, I'm, I'm going to do this a little bit early. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, I want to jump into what I think is probably the most important local story of the day as far as local politics goes. We've got some polling data in the mayor-president's race, but I'm not convinced it's great data. And I want to explain why when we get back here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation or send a message through the KPL app chat. Uh, if you don't have the app, go download KPL News, the app. You get all of our top news of the day, and you can chat with me while I'm on the air. Send a message, little text message looking icon in the upper right corner. Ta- tap that. Make sure it says the Joe Cunningham Show is that what you're messaging. Go ahead and send it in. Like talking with y'all on the air and responding to you off the air as well. I want to get into this story. It has clearly ruffled some feathers. Yesterday, KTC uh, reported on a poll that has come out about the mayor president's race. Now, I know the reaction of some people is going to be why are, if, if you. Because I, I don't think the poll is one that you should take into a, a whole lot of stock in. So some people I know are going to say, well, why are you even talking about it? We have to talk about it, one, because it is news. It is news. It's the only bit of data that we've seen publicly really in this race. Two, it's worth talking about because a lot of people want to push this and say this is proof that something's going to change. Now, here's here's the poll. The poll is is being presented by a, an LLC called Vantage Data House. I've actually been aware of them for a few months now. They're a very new group. They are essentially a website you pay for a membership for. And as a member, you get access to a lot of polling data and a lot of analysis that you won't get anywhere else. And so they've released this polling information, but there's a problem here. They are claiming that this is a nonpartisan poll, but the analysis, the survey was conducted by the Kitchens Group. The Kitchens Group is a, frankly, Democratic firm. They have been John Bell Edwards' primary messaging and polling group. They have served some other uh, Democrats. They also work with, frankly, long-shot Republicans trying to unseat popular Republicans. They were the ones behind a poll for Holden Hogan against Clay Higgins in the midterm election. The poll, the very first thing that makes me wary of this poll is that they say they have a 95% confidence level, but the margin of error is 5.2%, which means there's potential for up to a 10 percentage point swing on this poll. Most accurate polling is somewhere between two and three in terms of margin of error. So that, that is something that I have concerns about right away. 
here's the next thing that really causes me some concern. The poll is showing 42% of those who, uh, who were polled. And again, it was a survey of a, a couple hundred likely voters in the Lafayette area, but for only 42% registered as Republican. I mean, you can look at election results from uh, recent elections, and you can tell that's probably not a good representation of the Lafayette voter base. 36% Democrat, 22% other, 42% Republican. Not buying it. There's also the education level. Only 18% at high school graduate or less. Everybody else has a degree. That does not match, frankly, this area. I've, I've seen statistics. We've written on what Wallet Hub has shown on the Lafayette area in terms of how many people have a degree, things like that, just in terms of the survey sampling that does not seem representative of the Lafayette area. Now, let's get into what the poll actually says. This is this is what it says, and this is what Monique Blanco-Boule, which, by the way, we got to get into her and her involvement here in a little bit, the poll says that Josh Guillory has a 51% unfavorability rating, 37% favorable, 12% can't rate. Says candidate Monique Blanco-Boule has a 40% favorable, 17% unfavorable, 43% can't rate. And that candidate Jan Swift, 40% favorable, 12% unfavorable, 48% can't rate. I, I know that there has been a lot of negative headlines. I know that there's been a lot of negative stories. I know there's been a lot of controversy around Josh Guillory's term. But those headlines don't equate favorability. And in the community, you don't see a whole lot. You don't hear a whole lot of negative favorability. For Josh Guillory. Now that that may actually because again, favorability doesn't mean that somebody is or isn't going to vote. That's just how they interpret it. How would you rate the job performance of Josh Guillory as Lafayette Mayor President? Sixty-one percent say negative, thirty-three percent positive, six percent unsure. I I think that's really high. Because again, a lot of the negatives about Guillory that have been out there, those negatives are Really, from the first half of the term, you you haven't seen a whole lot in recent. I mean, you've seen some stories, but a lot of that negativity, you don't see that much in local media anymore. It's not that present. I don't think that that favorability from the, the that unfavorability, that that poor job performance that he might have gotten in that first half of the term, I don't think it carried over. But here's where I really, really start to question it. One out of three voters is undecided in this poll. So even with all of that previous data, even with all of that Josh Guillory is so unliked, according to this poll, 31% are undecided. 31% are undecided. If his unfavorabilities, if his negatives are that high, there should be a lot more people who have made a decision and it's not toward him. That's how this should look. That's how this data should 
going. None of this data is lining up. If the election for Lafayette mayor president were held today, for whom would you vote if the candidate were Josh Gillard, Monique Blake-Aboule, or Jan Swift? 25% for Josh Gillard, 25% for Monique Aboule, 19% for Jan Swift, 31% undecided. I'm going to tell you all observable evidence that we have in this race That doesn't match up. This is the only polling data I've seen. I would love to see what the campaigns have done in terms of polling. Because this was a poll that was released straight to the media. That that raises some concerns. There's there's, There's no way, based on what we do know about this race, of the political landscape of Lafayette, there's no way that Josh Guillory is sitting at just 25% in the first run. But it gets even stranger. Because the candidates apparently blow him out in a runoff. And there's no evidence to suggest that there's that much opposition to Guillory. There's not. We have not seen it in any of the data so far. If there and there's a lot of data I just don't understand in this poll. And then Guillory's campaign has come out and they've pointed out some things that need to be addressed about the sourcing of the poll. And we'll get to that in the next half of the show. The Joe Cunningham Show, going to take a break. We'll be back in just a minute here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 is the number if you want to be part of the conversation or send a message through the KPL app chat. Now, this poll, again, uh, the survey put out by Vantage Data House, which is an LLC in Shreveport, the survey itself conducted by the Kitchens Group, it is, they claim it is a nonpartisan poll. But the Kitchens Group has been John Bell Edwards' pollster and and chief messenger. Uh, They have conducted surveys for not only Democrats, but long-shot Republicans who try to knock off uh, established Republicans, popular Republicans. Here's, again, here's the numbers. Um, 42% of those who responded are Republican 36, uh, Democrat 22, registered as other. That does not in any way match the typical party turnout in Lafayette Parish. What's more, the numbers as far as 18% high school graduate or less than the rest uh, has a degree of some sort. That doesn't really match what's typically seen in surveys for this area. It does not look representative of the demographics of Lafayette Parish. Then there's this, the actual, if you had to vote right now, who would you vote for? 25% Josh Guillory, 25% Monique Blake-Oboule, 19% Jan Swift, 31% undecided. One in three voters undecided. That's a red flag to me. Now, the the whole claim that this is nonpartisan does not pass the smell test. 
Vantage Data House partnering with the Kitchens Group is a big red flag. But the LLC for Vantage Data House is registered to a Shreveport address. That same address belongs to a John George Jr. John George Jr. gave the maximum amount in donations to Monique Blanco Boulay. That's that's open record. You can go find campaign disclosures and you can see that. But there's more. This same person donated multiple times to Kathleen Blanco. And we're not talking really small dollars here. 2500 to Monique and 3500 over the span of a couple years to Kathleen Blanco. That right there does not pass the smell test. It's not a good poll. Now, Josh Guillory's campaign very quickly came out and blasted the media for running with this poll, for giving it validity. And that's what you expect campaigns to do. I've, some folks noted the response. I've heard some folks uh, say it was it was too harsh a response. Um, but there is some validity there. The way the poll is framed is not really all that honest. Because there are very easily searchable ties between the surveyor and one of the candidates in the race. At the very least, if you're trying to be honest, you disclose that somewhere. And it's not disclosed here. It's not. That's a big red flag to me. I know that a lot of folks are still in this mindset of don't trust the polls, don't trust the polls, don't trust the polls. And I tell you over and over again, don't trust individual polls. Look for the trend lines. But that comes at the federal level, it comes at the national level, it comes at these state level races. We don't have any data on this race other than this poll that's come out. But we have some anecdotal data, and this is, this is what you need to understand. Anecdote is not data. Anecdote is, anecdote is not quantifiable data. It's not something that you can say replaces a poll, but we have a good comparison and contrast here. According to this poll, one in four voters is for Josh Guillory, and one in three voters is undecided. 44% of the voters, nearly half the voters, are for one of the other two candidates. Compare that to the anecdotal data you see around us in Lafayette Parish. 
Back in 2016, the folks who were predicting that Donald Trump was going to win, they used one bit of anecdotal evidence over and over again to point to an upcoming victory for Donald Trump. If you looked at a lot of the areas in the states that really mattered, Donald Trump signs had exploded everywhere. If you look around Lafayette Parish, Josh Guillory signs are everywhere. That's not cheap. So we know two things. There's a lot of support for Josh Guillory because you can't just go and arbitrarily put your sign up on somebody's property. You've got to get permission to do that. And you're not going to give permission to somebody that you don't support. So there's clearly a bit of support there if you find that his signs on a lot of local businesses and a lot of private property. But also, the level of signage that's out there, the quality of the signs, the quality of the framing around the signs, all of that costs money. And that's not money that you see being spent by the other two candidates. That's a very important thing to note. That is anecdotal data that we can use to compare to the data that you're seeing in this poll. This Vantage Data House was apparently established in June, like over the summer. It's not very old. And the first significant poll that we've seen in this area is for this race. It says that an incumbent is in a lot of trouble, which is a very difficult thing for one candidate to do, much less two candidates to do. And the address that the firm is located at is the address of a major donor to not just one of the other candidates, but also the mother of one of those candidates. Again, I don't know that this is, in fact, I don't believe this is a very valid poll. My gut is that Josh Guillory is far ahead of the other two candidates. The question is, does he escape a runoff or not? If you asked me right now, I think there's potential for him to escape a runoff. But I don't know because I haven't seen any other data other than this poll, and I'm comparing it to what I've observed in the parish around me. But even if you take all the negative stories that have come out about Josh Guillory, if you take all of the controversies that people have thrown out there, if you take all the negative comments you read on the Internet, they don't match up with what you can observe. They don't match up with the support that you hear for Guillory and the community. They don't match up for the fact that you see his signs on a lot of private property. The rich and the poor, big houses, big businesses, small businesses, small houses, his signs are everywhere. If this poll is valid, if Josh Guillory is in that much trouble, I would really be shocked. I've been shocked before. But I would really be shocked because it does not match up with the reality of what we see every day in this parish.
there is, what's the best way to say this? There is a movement among voters for a lot of wish casting. A lot of folks do a lot more wish casting than they do observing actual evidence and data. Politics has become rife with it. And because we get so caught up in the wish casting, we put on blinders and we only see what we want to see. I'm looking at this poll. I'm looking at what's observable in the parish around me. And they don't sync up. And you guys have listened to me long enough to know that when there's data like this out there, I want to dig into it. I want to get to the bottom of it. I want to figure out where these numbers came from. I want to figure out what they mean. I can't reconcile this poll with the observable data. I can't. And that is another red flag for me. If you show me most polls... Show me most polls and I can tell you where I think it's right and where I think it's wrong and where this evidence probably comes from. I can't with this poll. I cannot determine where it came from. I cannot determine how these results would have happened given everything we know. So if you see people pushing this poll, just be wary of it. Be wary of what of where the data comes from seems to be from a a source that calls itself nonpartisan, but appears to have some ties to one of the candidates. We're going to take a break. We'll wrap up the show with a historic Louisiana anniversary, although not a great one. We'll have that here on the Joe Cunningham show news talk 96.5 KPL. So, you know what I've noticed? I have had, more people tell me they they want more local stuff. I've I've had people who sent messages telling me they want more local stuff. But when it comes to the app or the phone calls, y'all only call in when it's the national stuff I'm talking about. Apparently, you guys want to talk about the national national stuff, but you want to listen to the local stuff, which is fine. I'm just noting it's it's interesting to me. Um, shout out to Kenny who's listening, sent a message, uh, on the KPL app chat again. You can do so as well. Just send a message. Uh, hit the little text message icon in the upper right corner. Make sure it's on Joe Cunningham Show. Send me a message. I love uh, reading y'all's messages, uh, having those conversations with you on and off the air. Now, today is the 50th anniversary of the death of Jim Croce. I am from Natchitoches, Louisiana, where Jim Croce died. I was not born in 1973. But it's one of those apocryphal stories you just grow up in Natchitoches hearing about. And it's referred to as the night the music died. But one of the interesting things that came out of it is the fact that he had like one of the biggest posthumous uh, sales booms in music. His, I mean, he a huge sales boom for Jim Croce. He was he was near his peak. I mean, well, I mean, obviously it was his peak, but. He was really starting to get a lot of uh, hits on the board. A lot of folks knew his music. He was getting more and more popular. Uh, He was doing a tour 
of shows around the South of some universities, and uh, and he was at Northwestern State in Natchitoches, uh, and got on a plane that night. The plane didn't clear a uh, pecan tree in uh, in the area. Uh, and so the plane went down, crashed. All six folks on board uh, had died. What's interesting, it's interesting, it's one of those stories, we're not really sure if it's true or not. It's a story that gets passed down. Everybody believes it's true. But apparently the mayor of Natchitoches at the time, I forget which who it was that was the mayor, uh, the mayor at the time uh, invited uh, Croce's wife, uh, his widow, to the city to receive a key to the city. And at the ceremony, apparently says something along the lines of, you'll be happy to know we cut down that damn tree. I don't know if it's appropriate for the situation or not, but it's just one of those stories that gets passed down now that's just, it's told with chuckles in the Natchitoches community. It's just one of those things that happened. All right. That's it for me. We've run out of time. I know some folks were trying to call in there at the end. I'm sorry, uh, but we just ran out of time. I will be glad to take your calls on this subject or any other subject. And if you're with one of the campaigns and you want your candidate to come on the air, absolutely. You can reach out. Find me on Twitter at Joe P. Cunningham, Facebook.com slash Joe Cunningham Show, or email Joe at RedState.com. And reach out, whether you just want to make a comment or if you're one of the candidates out there and you want to come on the air, just reach out. I've got to have your opponents on as well, so please don't forget that if you come on to talk about the campaign, but I'll be glad to have you. I think voters should be informed. I've talked about that before. We're going to take this 23-hour break. We will be back tomorrow here on News Talk 96.5 KPEL. You can find the podcast version of today's show. Catch my breakdown of that poll. If you go to joecunninghamshow.substack.com, Listen to the audio there. It's going to be uh, uploaded here shortly or wherever you get your podcast. You can go and listen to that audio there. I'll talk to you guys again soon here on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL.